0: Good morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights and we continue with our episodes The Splendor of His Holiness. Over the years I have been asked this question Is the God of Old Testament the same God in the New Testament? And maybe you have wondered the same because we say that our God is the God of Israel. He is consistent. He is invaluable in nature. And the Bible speaks wildly on this. But it is also irrefutable that in the Old Testament, God's presence inspired fear. I know, (laughs) it's a bit contradictory, but just hold that thought. His glory was nothing short of terrifying. Boundaries often had to be set to keep people off and safe when he came down to them. There was a section of the temple that only the serving high priest was allowed to enter because the glory of the Lord dwelt there. God's presence was almost always signified by lightning. Thunders, thick clouds, fire, smoke, earthquakes, and loud trumpet sounds, and these terrified people. Everyone who witnessed this manifestation trembled to their cause. You know, we were discussing this um, on Liberty with some people about why did the Israelites tell Moses, you know what? You go, tell God to just speak to you, and we'll be okay. Because the time he came to the mountain to speak to them, even though they had spent like three days cleansing themselves the way he appeared, it just shook them to the core. They were so afraid. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18 to 25, you know, this The writer of the book of Hebrew, he reflects on this manifestation and he says that you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words may the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. He's referring to that experience I just mentioned. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned. Instead, it indeed so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. Are we talking of the same God? Yeah, it is the same God. So you have probably heard people say, That our generation is living in the times of grace. And I remember my daughter Patience was preaching on Sunday. And she mentioned something um, that I am still meditating on up to today. She said that grace does not give you a license to sin. And um, yes, we are living in the times of grace. And some people also say that God is a little with us than he was in the Old Testament but does this mean that God has changed over time I have so many questions today in this episode but I'm just provoking you to think about this as we dive deeper as we continue going in depth in worship in the splendor of His Holiness. Our God is indeed a loving and patient God, but the absence of those dreadful events does not mean His presence is any less fearsome. His glory ought to be regarded with awe. He is still the lawgiver. He is still eternal judge. His power and holiness ought to terrify the hearts of humankind. It ought to inspire reverence for the majesty of God. And those who, who have beheld the highest physical manifestation of it understand that. And this is why the Israelites stood by the Mount Sinai and witnessed God in his full majesty, and they begged that no further words should be spoken to them directly. This is why Moses himself says, I trembled with fear. They were terrified. And although the gospel that was delivered to us is kind, we are encouraged to approach God's presence with boldness. It should never be lost to us that we are approaching the Almighty God. The mercy, the new covenant, does not exempt us from the obligation of regarding the splendor and the power of the Lord with as much reverence as it deserves. You know, we are in that dispensation of the new covenant, and it that alone gives us even more reason for allegiance and fidelity to God. The grace under the new covenant, the great revelations following Christ should inspire more obedience in us than the Lord did, than the Lord did for the Old Testament generation. It should wean and hold our affections for God. It should prompt the deepest desire for righteousness. And you hear that I'm touching now on righteousness. Because we're not going to go worshiping the splendor of his holiness with all our filthiness, with all our pride. No, we should be there knowing he is a holy God. We are talking of worshiping in his holiness Then we should have that desire for righteousness. We may not have something palpable, something material like a tempest or a mountain like surrounded with smoke or thunder and lightning to call us to attention when the Lord is among us. Because we have the spirit of God who is able to reach beyond our external senses to give us even a greater experience, a better knowledge and understanding of our God. That would awe our hearts. But the glorious privilege bestowed upon us by the gospel calls for an even greater reverence for our God. So I'm saying, even if you don't see smoke and mountains, just by having the spirit of God in us, that is enough to have great reverence for God. Our superior excellence of the gospel to the Lord demands that we must be upright in our walk, in our ways of God. We must hold the consideration for greater spirituality in our hearts. I'm saying I don't have to see God shaking a mountain to believe in him. And to just give him the respect that he deserves when it is time to just worship him. I know he exists, I believe he's holy. I believe he is great. The doctrine of holiness must be at the core of our worship. We must learn to to approach the presence of God. We must enter the Holy of Holies knowing that we are approaching the presence of the living God. We are heirs with Christ and we have been accorded the privilege of the firstborn through him. But we must answer to the call to join the glorious assembly with gratitude. We ought to uphold the same standards of reverence, of honor, and godly fear that god deserves we ought to surrender to the spirit of god to god to guide our worship that it may be right and acceptable to god isn't it wonderful that we have been called from terror and judgment to a joyous celebration from a physical and other covenant into a spiritual and heavenly one, freed from the dread of judgment by the blood of Jesus. And the distance between us and the living God was removed by the blood of the Lord. And we have been made dwellers of the city of the loving God. And what this means is that we are under, we are under the grace of God and under the reign of the Spirit of God, who is even stricter his way, to enforce the holiness than law, that, that law of Moses, he demands even greater attention because there is no more cost to be paid than the one that was paid at the cross. And when you look at that verse we have read today, the writer says, we have come to a different place. And this speaks of a continuous state of things we have taken up residence before the majesty of God Almighty. Even as we avail ourselves for this privilege, as we draw near the throne of grace with confidence, as we claim the grace and mercy of God, may we realize that this privilege bears a heavy responsibility of upholding righteousness, and strict adherence to the ways of God because He is the same God. He is still the consuming fire and His standards of holiness remain as they were from the beginning of time. So today, one of the things I want us to really, really zero in is that the same God who would come down And the mountains would shake. There would be thunder, lightning, and smoke. And the trumpets would blow. He's the same God. He hasn't changed. And he's the same God who has given us this invitation to worship him in the beauty of his holiness. As we continue to go into depth of understanding this invitation, we need to understand that he has not changed his standards of holiness remains the same i pray that none of us will misunderstand this presence this environment this standard his standards of holiness Remains the same as we continue to worship in the beauty of his holiness. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights. And this is the splendor of his holiness. Day six. Shalom.